Blog Talk Radio. short version. Okay, hold on. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm unmuted. I want to welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry, not just on Vibe Radio Network, but also Facebook Live and StreamYard and wherever wherever else I got things going on. So tonight I have John Stevens on hold. I'll take him off of mute in a minute. John Stevens, y'all see us in pictures a lot. We're both paranormal investigators. But John Stevens, he has his own Virginia Paranormal Events page, but he also has his own website, which is www.virginiaparanormalevents.com, which gives you all the latest paranormal events in the area, in Virginia, all over the place. Hi, Debbie. I'm, I'm trying to multitask here so because I'm going between... Okay, StreamYard, cell phone, landline. Yes, I still have one of those. So I'm trying to go between three things. But anyway, um, after the show, uh, we were um, Culpepper Paranormal was supposed to come on with the freaking awesome show. But unfortunately, Ryan, Angie, and everybody in his house is sick, so they are not able to. Um, they're not doing their show tonight. So. With that being said, let me go ahead. Oh, wait, 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 one more thing. David Flowers, David Flowers will be on my show next week. So make sure you tune into that because we're going to be talking paranormal, but we're also going to be talking about David Flowers' new book that he's just written. Welcome to the world of paranormal investigators. So we're going to have fun with that book, and we're going to have fun talking about it. And then the week after that, the very first week in February, I have Kimberly Ashbury Moxley coming on the show because we are going to be talking about not just old housewood stuff. We haven't been out there in a while, but we're also going to be talking about her party that she's going to be having at the Heiko house. So, y'all, that's kind of X-rated. Make sure this is an adult party, so just make sure that you uh, don't have kids with that one. I've been getting all the goodies on the messages, so that's perfect. All right, let me shut up. Let me go get John Stevens. Hello. Hello. How are you? It, it is so freaking good to see everyone in the chat 
and you on StreamYard, and I still can't figure out how to do all of that, but um, i got to give a quick shout-out. So the the VirginiaParanormalEvents.com website is run by the other half of my team, uh, Jeff okay. Wallace, he's up in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so I called Jeff um, to find out what our weather is going to be like here in Virginia because usually they're a couple of days ahead of us. Uh, but uh, David Flowers has got to follow this next week, and um, he's only got me one up because he's written a damn book, and it's damn good. And if you haven't got it, I'll get one, and you've got to get him to sign it for you. Yep. And uh, I've been telling everybody I can about it, and I've been showing everybody that how he put me in it and, and all this stuff, and I've just been like a kid in a candy store. You know what it is, and, you know, I, I know people like probably David Flowers didn't think anything of it, I don't know if he did or not. It's a big deal to be named in yeah. somebody's book. I mean, it really, really is. It's an honor for one. It really is, and um, it is a big deal. And in, you know what's cool? Even if David had not written that book, yeah, just the fact that we have that we're we're good friends and able to go to a place like uh, Powhatan Plantation and be able to investigate there with him and right. and with and seeing so many. I'm, I kind of miss the the days when you would go there on a Saturday night during the summer, and there'd be like thirty five people doing his tour. And, right. Um, it was so cool to see people for the very first time kind of get a feel for what it is to be a paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. And David has, has to take a lot of credit for that because he explains it very well to um, people that have never done it or don't know how to use the equipment or, uh, you know, they know what they know by watching it on TV and, and that's fine. They don't understand that, hey, they're lucky enough to be in a, in a haunted location like uh, like the manor house there, and they can also um, experience being a paranormal investigator too. Right, so, right. Um, so, uh, and also, I want to uh, shout out to, to Ryan and his family if, if they're listening. Um, I know what you're going through, brother. And it'll get better. And uh, hope hope you um, bounce back stronger next week. I was uh, really looking forward to hearing Culpepper. They're really they're really good friends of mine up in uh, Culpepper, Virginia. Culpepper Paranormal. They do some they just do wonderful things. They're wonderful people. Kim Lillard and um, Paul Shields and and Amy and and the whole group. They're just they're just I can't say enough about them. And if you if you've never been up to uh, the graffiti house or up at Brandy Station, it's just a great place to visit. I just love Colt. It is a great place. 
I've I've been to Culpeper. Um, I've driven through it a couple times. I have not like actually stopped there. I think. Wait a minute. I stopped there one time, but um, that was just to kind of look at a map of where I was going because I think at the time I was lost. But it's. I mean, it's really a really nice area, and I know a couple people. You know, when I worked probation, that you know other probation officers that were out in Culpeper that, you know, were really nice and I just never, like, have made it out there. It's a very historic uh, town. It's got a great little old downtown to it. And mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of a lot of neat shops and everything like that. Uh, but if you, if you want to, like, visit the history, the historical locations, such as uh, the Battle the battlefield there at Brandy Station. Um, there are places on there you can investigate, and um, I've done that a few times. Uh, but I, I highly recommend, if someone's never done this, is is you will be freaking amazed if you go to the Graffiti House. And the Graffiti House was a used for many many things over the years, but during the Civil War, it was a hospital. And things like that, and there were people there that started writing on the wall. And a lot of this was unknown until the house was, I believe, about ready to collapse during the mm-hmm. um, you know 60s, 70s, 80s in that time frame. And and they discovered behind the plaster all of this stuff that these uh, soldiers had written all over the wall. And so not only is it historically great because you, they tell stories and they and they sign their names and you can see certain people who came through and they and they drew pictures and um there's and there's so much so there's multiple floors and you can go and see each of the rooms each of the rooms has its own um, drawings. Uh, Smithsonian has come and and they they you know they had a great write up about it and really studied it hard and it, it is really an quite an historical uh, gold mine um, that is unlike anywhere else in, in in this country and to see it all written down and things like that all over the wall. But the place is also um, for paranormal people. It's uh, got a little spookiness to it, and we've investigated there before. Gotten some great, great EVPs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Paul Shields and I were down in one of the rooms, and we got some direct responses. uh, I, something about uh, we were asking a question, how did you get here? And the response was by horseback. You know, we got that on the EVP, so it was a direct response to the question. Um, and we just we had a blast, so I can't say enough about all of that. But there's gotcha. coming up. Um, and you know what? We got. I miss everyone that I've been – it's been so long since that we've done some investigations with. 
you know, back Halloween, and we did a little bit in November, and even a little, even less in December. It's it's time for spring to get here. It's time for the paranormal spring to get here, and let's take the change yeah. this, this winter that wants to hold us down and keep us hiding in a house somewhere, or just you know whatever. Maybe the virus is keeping you hidden. Let's. Let's at some point let's hope that we're gonna we're gonna battle this and get over it, and we're gonna get back to investigating multiple places every freaking weekend. We're going somewhere, you know. That's got to be the line. Yeah, yeah, yep. It is, and it's too cold. Um, I don't know what's worse, investigating in the cold or investigating like I did this summer. Where there were a lot of locations where I I had to change shirts because I it, they were soaking wet. Um, very very hot summer and and it's hot in some of these places, and it's just you know you gotta love it. But you know sometimes uh, investigating in August is, or or July is, is is pretty can be pretty bad. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I know it's either it's either too hot, you know, and then you get tore up by mosquitoes, or it's been too cold. Like I want to go back to Old House Woods, but it has been biting cold. I mean, cold, cold. Yeah, it. You know, it, that's a. We got to get back there, and we got to. Uh, you know, there's a there's a whole list of places. Uh, I get excited about the places I haven't been to, as well. Um, yeah, I've got some places that I still want to go. Like I still um, want to go to um, Bell Grove. We need to plan that. But good gosh, from what I can see, it seems like January and February are some pretty cold months here. I want to yeah. at least go where I enjoy it. Right. Right. Bell, Bell Grove is going to be a great place to investigate, and mm-hmm. actually, probably, you know, that's that's a great place to investigate. Um, probably when it's a little bit colder. Um, I've been there during the summer, and and sometimes in the some of the buildings outside, you know, it's going to get pretty hot. Right. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about like where it's not biting cold, where you walk outside and you know you got to bundle up really well because if you don't, you'll get sick. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to Old House Woods right now. I'm sure Kim. I'm not, well, I'm not going to speak for Kimberly, but I know I wouldn't go right at this moment. It's you know, it's bone, it's bone chilling cold. It is. Um, we have to. Uh, you'll have to keep me updated on who's who's in the chat and things like that. A lot of times, I don't, I, I can't see that sort of thing and and see who. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it. I've got um uh, just people saying that it's hard for them to keep up right now with things because uh, I, a lot of people's internet is screwing up. I know mine did before I got on here, so hopefully I'll be able to maintain internet because it wasn't working properly 
before I came on, but I only had like three minutes and it wasn't long enough to reset everything and fix it. So hopefully it'll be okay. Um, so uh, last time it went out, I into the hot spot. So hopefully I won't have to get in there and do all that crap. Well, when it, before I lost my, I was I'm trying to run two different things here. Um, I saw that Debbie was had joined us and uh, and and Dave Flowers and 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 Kim and and, and your sister yep. Tina. Um, I hope they're all still. She's on. She's on. Tina's on a call in. Um, but I can't see the five people that are viewing. So. But I know that there's there's people there, and I know my sister had to end up calling in because she was losing internet. So, but she's on, she's listening via phone. Well, there's um, there's a couple of events this weekend. Um, there's um, the Tennessee Rape Chasers are going to be uh, Haunted Nights is putting on an event down in St. Albans, um, which is in Radford, Virginia, which is a is down near Blackburg, and that is um, a Saturday night investigation. I, I'm not sure if it's sold out or not. There may still be a couple of tickets um, available for that. Uh, I'm hoping I can go. I've got my tickets, um, but as you know, fear of a snowstorm. Yeah. Uh, you know. I hate to I hate to say it, and I've I just before I got got on here, I was checking with a couple of reliable sources that I have, and um, and and it has changed from earlier today, so there's a possibility that it'll change again. But now they're, you know, they had talked about Thursday being a um, kind of a, a rain to snow event. For most of for most of central and eastern Virginia, gotcha. And now they are talking about it, it being more snow than what they had originally thought. But the big event is possibly Friday into Saturday, where they're talking about the whole state, and actually the could be could be a lot worse than. Um, than what we had this past weekend, which ended up being a dud. Know who's sending all the snow? Like, who is on here, like, wishing snow upon us? Because I just don't like it. Which one of y'all snow bunnies cast the spell out there for more snow? (laughs) Somebody did. I want to know who it is. Well, I, I like springtime. I like warmer weather yeah. because you can get out and do stuff. Um, I don't mind looking at the snow, uh, but it pretty much, like, who's going to get out and want, who wants to drive it? Right, um, right. I mean, and that's, 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 the, that's the bummer right there is people having to drive in that crap because most people in Virginia don't know how to drive in it. They don't. I don't know if there's even a way you can get good. I, I mean, I've driven in it all my life, and I, a lot of it just has to, I think, has to do with the type of vehicle you have. Um, right. And what type of tires you got. All that kind right. of stuff. 
Um, but there are people that go entirely too fast, um, there, yeah. and they end up in the ditch. I've seen them in front of me do it. And right. I've seen uh, I've seen people almost too cautious, where they cause people to kind of come up on behind them, and then it's like you know I'm not even I don't even have my gas put on the gas, and you're slowing down even more, and I don't know what I'm if I hit my brake you're going to cause me to wreck or hit you, you know, or something like that. So it can be frustrating uh, out there, but it's the enemy, the real enemy is the weather. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like the snow. My sister likes the snow. I think I'm going to fire her. If it keeps me from going this weekend, um, I'm going to be really, I'm going to be pissed. But yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I have to get the music. I just won't take a chance, you know, with uh, with putting a car in a ditch, you know, and, and going through that whole thing. Uh, right. There is a uh, another event going on, and is the uh, the Hanover Paracon, which is going on Friday, Saturday. Um, I believe there may be tickets left for this weekend. Night. It's it's a uh, they've got a lot of things going on. So there's the normal Paracon, which okay. will have a lot of vendors and that during the day on Saturday. But Friday night they're okay. have an investigation. A, I believe a dinner and an investigation, and then Saturday is the Paracon, and then Saturday night there's another investigation. So there's you can buy the regular general mission tickets to the Paracon on Saturday. Uh, we're just okay. going to have speakers all day from like 11 to 6. And then then the investigation is at, at Saturday night is going to be, um, you know, an additional charge. So Gotcha. Well, I've got, I wanted to tell you real quick who's tuning in. So I've got John Savage. He's out um, of Fort Monroe. I don't know if you've met him. Him and his wife, Anita, they're really nice people. Um, they investigate out there because they're, well, they're lucky they live out there. It's such a beautiful place to live at. And then I have um, Sherry Summer, Sumner. Sorry, she's, she's out of state. She's tuning in. Of course, Kimberly's tuning in. Tina's tuning in, but she had to call. She had to... Uh, end up calling in. And I think I have Ashley and Karen. I've got a couple. I've got quite a few people, but if y'all have questions, feel free to ask, too. And then I just, yeah. let's uh, see, I can see one person that looks like a spammer, but they're actually on my um, computer. We'll see. I'm not sure. They're Greek. Hopefully that's not spam, nothing against Greeks, but it's all written in Greek, so we'll see. I don't know who that is. Don't be doing no spammy spammy stuff. Look, you know, all that kind of crap gets on my nerves big time. Um, when you have a Facebook page, I don't, many of y'all know this, but. Oh, my goodness, I got Steve White, I, too. I, I tried to, um, I tried not to. Um, Put too many regulations on trying to join, like my page. You know, right. you have to do what you got to do. But there, 
I make it pretty easy to join my page. But the thing is, is so many times I've gotten where I've had to remove people or something like that. Right. Because they just end up being um, troublemakers. Uh, either they're trying to push products or, 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 or do something stupid, you know, and, and you just end up having to, it ruins it for everybody. It does. And, and I, and I just noticed on the, um, on my stream yard, like with this, with people like this, I got friends that are Greek and can read Greek. So I'm going to find out from my girlfriend what this says. But anyway, I can actually block a user and I can put him in timeout too. I didn't know I could do that on here. Yeah. I can put him in timeout. Well, you know. Who don't want to put in timeout today? I wish Facebook had that option. The the thing is, is y'all know that follow my page or come to my page. Uh, I just oh, yeah. promote events. You know, I'm, just, prom- I'm yeah. just letting people know what's going on in the state of Virginia. I don't make yes, money off are. anything. I don't even, I have to buy tickets just like everybody else. I don't get any free cuts. Thankful to those that do kind of, you know, every once in a while do throw something my way. I'm not asking for it, believe me. I, I do it more so for myself to have a, a place where I can keep track of everything that's going on. Um, right. I also want people in Virginia to know what's going on. Uh, it's also given me an opportunity to meet some wonderful people, um, and we have a lot in common other than paranormal. So that's great, too. And to see so many people at events and say, oh, man, I know you. You know, they might not know me, but I might recognize their name or, or something right, like right. that. And, and, and it's really cool. And, it is. Um, it and is. end up being normal Facebook friends, you know. Um, right. Find out you have a lot more in common. Uh, the, you know, my, I'm not trying to keep people from my page. It's just that. Uh, people will make you take them off. You know, people will make Well, yeah, and not only that, it's almost like people have um, nothing better to do with their time. David Flowers said that he's been trying to contact you about your extended car warranty. <laughs> that's him. That's him. Yeah, that's what I was sitting here laughing about because I looked at that comment and I about died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then it was like, David, David, me and you better be careful. She might put us in timeout. I have a timeout button. (laughs) Hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm just, I I thought David had a great, a great um, answer the other day. Uh, One of the paranormal pages had put a question about uh, if money was no object and you could investigate anywhere, anywhere, where would you do? And and he 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 named a place that I thought uh, would be a great place to visit anyway. Um, But he he mentioned Normandy, you know, um, like because of you know World War Two, and uh, I. 
you know, Normandy Beach would be an, an excellent place to be able to to be able to investigate. All the people, you know, somebody said the White House. That would be that would be pretty cool too if you could investigate there. And Alaska because it's very haunted, and, and a lot of people that go there don't come back. That's that's right. There's UFOs. Northern Lights and Bigfoot. So that was, I mean, it's cold, but I have snow boots and I have plastic bags. I think I would be okay. And this is way off topic, but I love I love Savannah's hat uh, that she got that has the Bigfoot on it. Um, yes. I, I, I got she didn't get me one. She bought one for herself but failed and neglected to get me one so that we could be matching friends. Now I have to go get one. <laughs> well, I, I will say this: she makes it look a lot better than I would ever make it look. Uh, it, it looks really good on her. It, it really does. Yeah, she's ready. She's ready to go investigate Bigfoot. I'm with her. Let's go. I am. Oh yeah. I am too. And, but I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not a, a camping guy. So, uh, invest people that want to go check out Bigfoot. Um, uh, you just you go right ahead uh, in the woods. You know that's when I'm gonna. I I bought some bionic ears, so maybe if we go out in the woods, we could hear them. Yeah. You know, that's a perfect segue into the June 18th Virginia Bigfoot conference. Um, and when you're hearing this, Sherry, do I? There's a conference. There's um, Sherry said that she's in with us as far as Bigfoot. So that there's a conference. There's a Bigfoot conference. Who's oh, going? Yeah, so this is not like the first time. I mean, this happens every year. This is like third or fourth year in a row that we've we've done this, um, and. I will say this, so you you don't have to believe in Bigfoot. You will have a good time. Oh, I'm sure you will. She, um, Where's that at? Is that in Virginia? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, It's going to be in Waynesboro, Virginia this year at the Holiday Inn. You got and all that? Okay. If you go, if you plan on staying the night, like going down the night before or whatever. I'm not sure if it's a two-day event this year, uh, but okay. the hotel has a, a deal going on. However, so I'll I'll backtrack. So I've been each year that they've had it. They've had it at a different location each year. They've had some really good speakers, some world-renowned speakers come to this thing. And... I think it gets better each year. And our friends with Haunted Night Paranormal, Lyle Lotz, Connor Lotz, Brandon Johnson, were at had one of the had one of the uh, vendor tables last year at the at the Bigfoot um, Virginia Bigfoot conference, and Lyle ended up saving the day because the a lot of people needed a video presentation when they got up to do, to give their speech on whatever topic it was. And Lyle, who lives 
really close by, went home and got his big 65-inch screen TV and brought it in his sound system, and he saved the day for the conference. And uh, and then he helped uh, Daniel Benoit, who is the, the the guy that puts it all together. He got with him this year and helped him set up and go and find a good location for it in Waynesboro. Um, the Bigfoot conferences that go around the country, there, so there's a few of them that are really big time. There's the International Bigfoot Conference, which is usually out in in Oregon or, or Washington State. Well, this year it's in Utah. And nice. that is the, that's the biggest conference there is. But another big one that I've been to multiple times is the Ohio State Bigfoot Conference, which is in um, uh, the eastern part of Ohio, in, in Cambridge, Ohio, at Salt Fork Lodge State Park. Salt Fork gotcha. State Park. Um, and it's at the lodge there, which is a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, they also have some big-time speakers. When I say big-time speakers, they'll have some people that are on there from some of the TV shows. Um, one of the biggest ones um, is uh, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, who is the uh, college professor at out of uh, Idaho State University, who um, is great to listen to because he he goes into uh, like footprint analysis and things like that. So he gets real scientific, but he's able to explain it to people like me uh, to help me understand that Bigfoot exists and he can prove it uh, by um, some of the casts that he's seen and some of the video he's seen and because he studies the way apes walk and things like that. Sherry said that Bigfoot was in her backyard under how many feet of snow? Well, that's true. He's probably he's probably always lurking. Probably, uh, I say we pull out the bionic ears. But you know, uh, so those are a couple of the bigger conferences. Smoky Mountain conference this year is in uh, July, and that's in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. So gotcha. Anyone, I think I'm. I think I might actually be going to that this year. I'm gonna take a road trip. Uh, and um, so the Virginia one is not as big as those, but it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good event. And 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 I'll just say this. So Lyle and I were talking last year, and also he had a like a mini. Virginia Bigfoot Conference in October or September this past year, and he had a they had a big turnout for that. And Lyle says, John, I, I've been to a lot of paranormal conferences, and they wish they could have the crowds that have come out to this. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is. It's pretty. It's pretty freaking amazing. Yes, um, and, uh, Steve. 
Steve White said, just in Virginia alone, there have been over 50 reported um, in West Virginia, I'm sorry, just in West Virginia alone, there's been over 50 reported Bigfoot sightings. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know because um, I've never seen one, and I don't know if if um, most people will ever see one. It's sort of like this. So if if um, if you have twenty million acres of land, mm-hmm. and you have a hundred Bigfoot species on twenty million acres of land, you could literally never see them for the trail. I mean, it would a thousand years of searching for them, you would never find. Them. And uh, so, first of all, they don't want to be found. They don't want to be yeah. seen, and they're very good at hiding. Yeah, Sherry said probably not a good idea to see one up close. True. Right. And uh, and and people have 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 got to look at it this way. So you don't you, you want to make fun of it, and I understand that because it is something that we have made lots of movies about and and they've been kind of stupid and things like that. But just just, sometimes you just have to think outside the box just a little bit. So just consider how unimaginable this is, what I'm about to say, that the panda bear, the panda bear was only discovered and seen for the very first time in 1920, and that it wasn't until the 40s that one was actually captured. Nice. Well, yeah. Actually put into a zoo. Now, they had a 1,000-year record of seeing a fluffy animal with uh, black spots uh, around its eyes or white, I, I can't remember which it is. But right. And they knew where they were being seen. So there's a small forest of bamboo, a bamboo forest, and that's where all the pandas live in, in the wild, and it's not that big of a forest. And 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 in the Chinese writing and in Chinese oral history, they knew that there was lots of accounts written about the panda bear. Okay. Right. But no one had ever seen it, so it was all fictitious. It was all a made-up story. But yet you had it in all these writings and things like that. So finally someone sees one. And they're made up to be crazy. No, no, you didn't see that. And then someone, I mean, they weren't finding them dead anywhere. They knew exactly where they were, like where the forest is. We're talking about a small area, and they still couldn't find them. They went looking for them and still couldn't find them. Right. One is finally found and captured, and 
they they were they had to explain to them, you know, like how a creature could they had always heard about existed, but could they could never find, and they actually right. searched for it for years. So, well, I mean, think about the think about the amount of um, think about the na- amount of different. Hello, John Sullivan. Think about the um, different amount of things that animals, creatures, or whatever that are out there that we haven't seen yet or don't know that's out there. There's there's so much. There's so much of the unknown, even in the ocean, that we haven't discovered. Right, right. So we could, I mean, literally could go on, you know, all day about creatures that have, um, that haven't been discovered or are still being, you know, we discover new creatures every day. And we're talking about yeah. a, a, a big beast. You know, Bigfoot is going to be big. Um, but maybe there's just not many of them. And, and if they are in the upper northern most of them being in the northern part of the country or even in Canada. And and you're talking about millions of acres of uninhabited farms. Right. Uh, you're not going to find them. You're not going to go in there looking for them and expect to find them. No, but it would be creepy if you just went frolicking in the woods one day and ran into one. I had a... a I have two accounts. So the first one is from a forest ranger who worked out in uh, Oregon. And there was a logging road that led uh, up to a, uh, a mountain path. And people take this logging road, usually as far as they can take it, to, to go hiking and then to go camping. But at, at some point, the road ends. But you have to go by the guard at the, at the front of the park. You have to go by the guard uh, gate. Um, and that forest ranger, uh, uh, he told me, he told them, and he tells them that uh, be careful because we have bears and we have wild animals and cougars and things like that. Everybody and Bigfoot. We understand. You know, yeah, we understand that. And then he goes, but we also have Bigfoot. Yeah, and Bigfoot. And he was just mm-hmm. Right. You know, so that's, that's coming from someone who regularly encounters them. And then the other thing is, you were talking about in the state of Virginia. I won't mention any names, and I won't mention the company, but out in the western part of our state, we have uh, we have power plants, and uh, I have a friend of mine that that does um, work uh, out in the wild. I'll just put it that way. He's a bot. He's a what? Sometimes he gets stuck. He's a botanist. He 
he, he okay. you know, he said but he um he got he had to he had to go and work with this company out near this power plant. And this company, if you're going to work on their property, they make you take a safety video, a safety class. So when he went to do that, they were saying, like, don't leave any food or anything in your car um, while on the property at night. And don't, uh, you know, just be careful um, because we have big foot. And and everybody was like laughing and stuff like that. And he goes, "No, I'm serious." He goes, "We have Bigfoot." And then he proceeded to show a video of one of these big dumpster, like, you know, they're a lot larger than what we have. Dumpster was 15 feet high. The oh wow! On it can only be lifted by a machine. Um, and you see. The dumpster lid gets flung open, and you see two hands from the other side go in, and then the dumpster closes back. And he goes, that's not a bear. And uh, so just just to warn you, we do have Bigfoot, and we have, we've seen him on video multiple times. Now... Because this is a major corporation in Virginia, they're not going to allow that to ever come out. Of course not. But in the safety meeting he had to go through, they told him Bigfoot is alive and well in the western part of the state. And and my friend like my friend believes in Bigfoot. But it, it it was actually terrifying to him to hear that uh, because they were dead serious. So, um, is there anybody, I want to know, is there anybody in the chat that is going to any event coming up or do you want me to promote your event if I haven't already? Um, if there's someplace you're going, Please let us know so that we can talk about it. You mentioned John Sullivan earlier. He has a lot right. coming up in in February, right? So many dates rolling through my head. So He'll put John Sullivan his lockdown dates in the um in the comments. Yeah. I know I've seen something on that. I can't remember. And you, and of course, you know the Manor House too. John's, um, John David Flowers does his tours right now every Saturday, starting at eight o'clock. That's fifteen dollars for the Manor House out in Williamsburg, Virginia. Yeah, Powhatan Plantation. Um, yeah. So he does and, his. Uh, you don't have to stay at the plantation or the on the property. You don't have to stay on the hotel or, or the timeshare. You can go and just investigate, uh, but you do have to call the you do have to call the activities desk. Activities desk. Activities desk. 
to get right for one. <laughs> right, and then go pay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you go and you buy the book, he'll sign it for you. So it's all worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I'm going to get it just like that. Yes, he will sign it for you. He's he's ready to sign books, y'all. I was supposed to actually my friend a couple of my friends locally had purchased his book and I was supposed to bring them but they couldn't get me the book in time. So now I gotta turn around and somehow meet with them and I've got to have them have have you know, get it there so that he can sign them. You got book signings to do. You know, you should just have a book signing, don't you think? I think. All right. Um, I see. He's uh, like a little, little book party. Yeah. What What David needs to do is he needs to get a, a table at one of these paracons and just. Sign, sign the books. Oh, um, he put that would. Oh, are you kidding me? It would really put it out there. He just does not know. You just do not know the social media um, promotion part. <laughs> well, Jerry, you know there there are some. There is a friend of ours who happily likes to promote her books. Uh, yes. All the time, no matter where we're at. Or, yep. And we will see her everywhere we go. Dave, you got this, buddy. I got your back. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you can do this. John Sullivan did um, put his, he did put a link in for y'all. Um, so that talks about the Bell Grove Plantation event. Let me go in here. Yeah, I think, oh, shoot, it won't let me click. Let me try this way. We'll get it. But yeah, I mean, you really should. I mean, you worked hard. It doesn't. I mean, you can't. Some people, you can't just like. It, it's not every day people write a book. So you wanna, you wanna really, you know. Put put it out there and and, you know, do a book signing. And he's right. We have we we have a person in common that we know that, they don't hesitate putting their um, book out there at all and signing it and promoting it all over the place. Hell, if they were able to do it at the manor house, they would. <laughs> Let me shut up. You're going to get me in trouble, John Stevens. Well, I'll... A paranormal lockdown event at Bell Grove Plantation in King George, Virginia. I'm trying to click on the link and it's not letting me. But anyway, John Sullivan put that in the link, y'all. So check it out. It's a lockdown weekend. Sullivan, just, can he put the dates in there at least? Uh, because they, I can't. Can you put up. the dates in there? I'm trying to click on it. It wouldn't let me click on it. And it's not you. It's probably because I'm running three different pieces of equipment at one time. Yeah, Don, John Sullivan said, David, you should be a vendor at. Yeah, the Enigma Con coming up in April at St. Albert. <laughs> Don't fire me. 
John Stevens announced it for me. It's perfect. Yeah. What John Sullivan said you should do. Put Make your little table out there, equipment out there, it'd be perfect. Put the little dousing rods out there. I think that event was canceled. Want me to go and do it? I, I will go and promote it. I will go. But see, I can't sign your name. That's the problem. But you know, you can get someone else who, who will have their table selling their book. Oh, yeah, we know. We and definitely self-promoting. know. Self-promoting. I, I got that manor house covered like the back of my hand. You go and enjoy your thing at St. Albans. See, I, I got it all covered. You're good. I'm David Flowers' little promotion person. You know, we uh, gotta... I, I would go and do the tours for David um, if, if he needed a stand-in. A stand yeah, see, even, you get all covered. I would, say, I would even say, and if you, uh, my name is John Stevens, but if you didn't like, if you didn't like this event, just put your name as put the David name Flowers you, uh, as David Flowers. I would say that at the very end, like he does all the time. At his tours, yep. See, it's all covered. You got it pegged. John Stevens would be really good at giving the history, giving the history there too. So, and then I would help John Stevens, and then you just go promote your book. See, it always works out. Um, I want to see a raise a, a hand. The hands be raised. Uh, for everyone who's been sick lately, <laughs> because this this damn virus has been going through like wildfire across the state, it has affected everybody. Yeah, I'm. I have been very fortunate where everybody else around me has caught that, but I have not. But I've been taking Kimberly's fire cider stuff that she makes, and so I think that that is one of the reasons why my sister um, has been sick, my mom has whatever it is going on, my stepdad has whatever is going on, my kids had it. So I've just been very, very um, lucky. Well, I I will say this. Um, Regardless of your stance on on the vaccine or not, um, if this helps, people that don't have the vaccine, haven't gotten vaccinated. Um, there are people that I know that have had back, been vaccinated and the booster and have gotten it. Yeah, um, my, my family did. John, um, One second, John Sullivan said he'd like to come this Saturday to the Manor House. I guess that's cool with David Flowers as long as it ain't snowing its butt off. Yeah. I think that... Y'all should message each other and yeah, get all that get all that set up. That would be great. But it's to my understanding, it's supposed to be a pretty messy weekend. So hopefully, and we definitely don't want you out on I I sixty four, I ninety five, two ninety five, or none of those. Because remember last time, John Sullivan, you got you were the one that got stuck in that traffic jam. Oh yeah, I remember I mean, that. I felt I, sorry I, for you. I, I really did. 
I'm so I'm so done over this weather and yeah and uh, and when it starts to interfere with things I want to do yeah I don't have much patience for it right well like tomorrow I have to well I'm going to go um, meet Carrie from Crop and I'm picking up a little doggy for Kimberly's and we have to get it all done before the snow. So, I was going to keep it for myself, but Kimberly knew that I was getting it. So right. now Moo Moo is hurt. But John Sullivan was with with um, that traffic jam because I know he was in it. Yeah, was he in the ninety in the one on ninety five, or was he in somewhere else? And no, he was in the 95 one, right, John, if I remember correctly. He was on the 95 one. Yep. I thought he was helping someone, and he ended up uh, getting stuck because of that or something. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I think that's what happened. He'll tell us in the comments. But, yeah, I think that is what happened. Yeah, trying to be nice and then you know, being stuck. The moral of the story is is uh, let people I'm stay in the snow. I've got usually a trunk full of all kinds of supplies. Typically yeah. during the summer, it's, it's all ghost hunting supplies, so that wouldn't do you any good. But uh, <laughs> you know, I um, I've got a new piece of equipment that's coming my way. Um, do you really? Yes, that I'm kind of excited. Tell me what it is, are you? I'm not going to tell until it gets here, and I've actually have a chance to 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 use it. It's the hottest thing. It's the hottest, latest thing. I'll just give you nice. A I'll, I'll, so anybody that uses stays on top of ghost hunting stuff and the latest gadgets. Um, that would be John Savage. He has a lot of the la- latest gadgets, and so does, um, oh, my gosh, she's going to kill me. Uh, she's from New Jersey. Uh, I can't think of her name right now. She's going to be so mad at me, and I'm not intentionally I'm drawing a blank. But you have not met her yet. She is such. She's a really nice lady, Maggie. Maggie Dunn, she um, she's not in the state of Virginia, but she will come over here and investigate. Like you know, if, if I need if I need a um, stand-in person and she's not able to, or you know, somebody stands me up and they're not able to do it, she would come out here. She said she's really sweet. She has all the latest equipment. I mean, all of it. Between her and John Savage, we were covered. John Sullivan said he was trying to be nice to somebody and they left him in the ditch. See, that, that sounds like my second wife. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, Only John Stevens. <laughs> the, uh, do we have to be off here at nine since Ryan's not going to be here? Ryan, um, no, I'm still, I'm still good because Ryan is 
Vine's not feeling well, so we're still good. All right. Well, um, not unless you need to go night night or something. Well, I will have to go here uh, soon. Now, okay. So I, I will say this. So if you haven't gotten the virus, um, you probably will. Okay, this is my uh, my nat- this is going to be my Christmas gift to everyone. So I don't know what to tell you to keep from getting it. You can be a hermit and stay away from people like I do, and you still get it. Um, you can still be vaccinated and still get it. Um, I don't know, you know, if, um, and and I don't get political uh, on my page, or I don't get political with most people. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I stay away from that. This thing is no longer political. What it is is, um, you know, I'm not the, the kind that says you have to get this. Because I believe people have a right to put whatever they want into their body. Uh, if they think it's going to help them, great. Um, it may help them. I'm not sure. But if, right. if the uh, if you still got polio after you got the polio vaccine, would 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 you be kind of pissed? Um. And there are a lot of people that have gotten three shots. Yeah. And have still gotten sick. And it's kind yep, of hard I, yep. to convince that person that they need to get more shots. And then when I hear that at some point you, you've taken too many shots and your immune system is shot. And that you have no yeah. more immune system. So that those are all things. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm not. Again, I'm not being political. I'm just putting it out. There. No, I know you're not. Because I'd have that, to mute you. No, I'm just playing. That, <laughs> I'm um, just playing. <laughs> hey, if you get the booster and it helps you from, you, you still get it, but maybe not as bad. Then, you know. Then that's good. You know, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, but right. I will say this: this is a little bit different this time around than what we had with Delta and the other one. This yeah. one is a lot more uh, contagious in the air. Okay, so um, you can literally not be near anybody but still catch it, and um, there's. I, you know, I, I don't even know how I caught it. I was around some people. Yeah, that's how my mom, what my mom said. She doesn't know that she doesn't know how she could have caught that. But I, you know, went and dropped her stuff off yesterday. Dropped my sister off some stuff. So far, I'm good to go. But like I said, I've been um, double dosing on vitamin D, hitting the dose of vitamin C taking Kimberly's witchery brew, and I have been good so far and have not caught that crap, use a neti pot. There's all kinds of little things I do. I have my nose inhaler that, you know, keeps your nose and chest very clean. So, you know, I just inhale that all day, and I've been okay. 
hope it stays that way. I was taking a, 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 all the uh, the powerful vitamins before I and yeah. I still got real silver. So um, I know some people that have gotten it that are a lot worse than I got it. Now I'm still after um, this Friday will be three weeks. Ugh. And I'm still, I still have some <clears throat> sinus issues and things like that. I still have a hard time smelling and tasting, but that has not returned. Yeah, I hope you get um, better. I, I had, I had a lot of like flu-like symptoms. Uh, I mean, I felt really awful for two or three days, and then I just had major congestion and sinus headache. That's oh, terrible. Pop up every once in a while. But you need to get one of those nose knees. Do you have one? I've got, I've got um, so I went out and I bought some, um, a, uh, a nose thing. That you, you pour this, it's this concoction into this thing and it flushes your nasal cavity out. Are you talking about a neti pot? Sort of, yeah, uh, like a nasal bath, and it flushes it out, and and so it's helped. Um, yeah, but you need that. You need that. You need that nose shovey thingy that you shove up your nose. You know what I'm talking about? That little stick that you see is shoved up my nose all the time because that like yeah. that breaks up all the congestion in your chest and it clears your nose. Just saying. Well, the. Uh, now, like my brother, he got it, and he uh, he's had a lot more of the of the of the cough. It was in his chest, so he's still coughing after three weeks. And you put it up your nose, um, and you most it. everybody I see that has cold-like symptoms going on right now. Uh, you probably got the virus. Now, I will say that it's, it's important that if you're going to do a home test to know that when you start develop, when you have your first sinus symptoms, like you have a headache or your sinuses or whatever, um, you will... Uh, have to wait at least two full days before yeah. you test yourself. I tested. Yeah, I've taken so many of those tests. It's not even funny. Like now they're giving out free tests. Yeah, I got my four tests coming. Um, I've got. Uh, I tested twice at home and, that, and it was negative both times. They did send one off. And. When I had to go back to the doctor again, I tested positive at my doctor. And then when I got home, one of the tests that I had taken four days earlier came back positive. So I actually found found out for sure I was positive four days prior to that. So yeah. Um, I have a so conspiracy I, theory 
about those new tests, but I'm going to keep my lips zipped because it's going to open up an entire can of worms, so I'm not going to say a word. You know, I don't have a problem with the ones that people have to send off. I just wish they would come back sooner than the ones mm-hmm. that are so instant, you know. But I I, I knew this lady um, this week that I that had uh, she had been involved with with my daughter's high school and athletics there for a long time. She got sick around the holidays and she passed away. She's younger, oh. but she does have health issues. So she was right. overweight. She had diabetes. She had um, overweight thing. You know, she was fifty. Uh, and uh, and I'm not so sure she was vaccinated, but I, I I think it really affects people that have certain um, things like age and weight and and other health issues. Uh, you might feel like you're healthy, but if you have diabetes or if you have high blood pressure or if you're over, severely overweight, um, you're going to struggle more than the person that is perfectly fit. And that's the, that's the thing we can't um, we can't change that overnight. Nope. But so that's you know that's why a lot of times I'm like you know we're we're vaccinating all these young people who never get sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. And then some people they're constantly getting sick, so it's just it's hard to say. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping I get a lot of these uh, these natural antibodies <clears throat> from having my system fight this off, so that when the next round comes along, I'll have something to fight it. Yeah, but yeah, um, it, you know, that's why I feel for for Ryan and them. But could you imagine that you? That you want to go and do something and you can't because you, you know, you're you're, you're not feeling well. But the other thing, right? Some of these events um, have a lot of people show up there, and you know, if it's forty people, let's say, that are in a tight packed room going to, you know, for an investigation, there's going to be several people there that are positive. And they don't, they may not even know. They may not have any symptoms. And um, so either one, you've had the virus and your, and your body will fight it all. Or two, you're going to get the virus. I mean, it's just. And see, that's, that's some of the things that I struggle with as a person that, um, supposedly has it and not showing any symptoms. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm not wrapping my head around that very well. Yeah. I I don't know how I could not have symptoms of something, but have something. And I'm just struggling with that part of it. Yeah, there's, 
I mean, and there's there's a perfect example is because in that if that's the case, then you got to live in fear all the time, and I just I refuse to do that. Right, right, and and you have like these, you know, you you see it every week, uh, professional professional football players. Um, yeah. Test positive, and they're and they they can't play the game because they're positive. They didn't even right. Have Right. I got to change. I got to. I got to change our subject for one minute because I've got Sherry, who is a little new to the show as far as tuning in, and she is from out of state. Um, she lives out of state, and her question was: um, If we do paranormal investigations, where can people join you? Is that what the manor house is? Um, so we do par. The best thing to do is go on virginiaparanormalevents.com, www.virginiaparanormalevents.com or John Stevens' Virginia Paranormal Events page, and that's going to list all the different paranormal events in Virginia. So John Stevens goes on paranormal, different goes to different paranormal events, and so do I. The Manor House is one specific place that. John Stevens and I go um, together when we investigate. So they do, David Flowers does a tour there. He gives you the history of the house. And then he has equipment also, and he explains that equipment as he's going through his tour. And then when he's done, you're allowed to borrow his equipment and do your own investigation at the manor house. And that tour is like $15. So I'm sorry I had to explain that because she's I, I forget sometimes that we have people that have not tuned in and they don't they don't understand some of the stuff that we're talking about. I forget that sometimes. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm glad you did that because uh, uh, there and you know Sherry's no different than what I get uh, a lot of times on my page. Mm-hmm. Is um, people will are very inquisitive. Like they want to know where to go. What do you right. do? Um, everybody starts off uh, at at some place or some point. Um, for me, yeah. it was I, I liked doing ghost tours. Uh, uh, I thought they were really cool. Uh, you know, I did one in Williamsburg, and I did one. Um, you know, a couple of other, couple of other places, and I thought there was it was good, and then found out that there was uh, they were doing an investigation at the Exchange Hotel in Gordonsville, right? And you could go and and do an investigation. Well, what was that? You know, what do you do? Well, you know, the description was that you would go and. It break into groups, and you would uh, you would investigate um, various places on the property, right? And use use the equipment, you know. And they would uh, your leader would show you how the equipment is used. And what it is is we would go and we would spend an hour at each location with breaks in between, and it actually kind of like sold me, like it never got boring to me. 
um, right six hours of of it, and also being in a in a nice. in, in a historic place late at night or overnight was even better. Being there at dark, you know, instead of always having to believe when the when it's still light outside. Never being able right. to be in these places dark is is pretty cool. And then one of the very first places I got to go to was the manor house. And and uh, and you know it's just been one place after the other that that I've had a chance and and it's just the, the look I don't change and the people that I'm with don't change and their methods don't change and the equipment doesn't change the location changes right. so those now now Sherry said she'll be back in Virginia soon. So is that like closer to where I live? Because we can always go together to the manor house. I don't have a problem. I always tell people if they're ever if they're ever going to go to the manor house, let me know, and I'll meet them up there and do the tour with them. So yeah, and, uh, hi, Fredericksburg Normal Research and Investigations. By Deltaville. Okay, so you'll you'll you're not far from me at all. What twenty five minutes? I'm in Urbana, so it's perfect. <laughs> so see, you can always ride with me, and we can go together and go to the mayor house. It's fifteen dollars, and and it's really neat when you get to go on some of these investigations too, because a lot of um a lot of the investigators they have allowed people to use their equipment also, which is really nice. I know Crop, when we have events at the Cabot on 360, Dennis Eslock always brings his equipment. Crystal always brings her equipment. I bring my equipment. Um, But Dennis has so much equipment, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to really worry about equipment, but he's always nice and allows people to use his equipment so, you know, it's nice when you can get on a either on a tour or sign up for an investigation that does that. Because not everybody has equipment and not everybody can afford equipment. It's expensive. It is uh, very expensive. But I, I will say this. Uh, we'll do that, Sherry. You can use your phone as a recorder. Yeah, and it, that's and true. You can take pictures of your phone. And you can take video right. with your phone. Uh, right, and uh, David Flowers puts it all the time to basic equipment, you know, flashlight. It's just that more than one is recommended. Um, a lot of people do flashlight sessions, but they, you know, recommend that you, um, you know, use use at least more than one flashlight. And like you said, your recorder on your phone, that's just, that's basic, that's basic equipment. Just the recorder on your phone and alone. Right. I've captured EVPs on my phone before. So I have to. As a recorder, it can be a great recorder. Um, yeah. And one of the, one of the things, that, one of the easiest things you can do when you're investigating, everybody does this, and everybody loves to do it. And it's the simplest way of 
finding out whether or not you have um, contact with a spirit or in or if you're in a location where there may be spirits involved is you can do a question and answer um, session where you ask like three or four questions and then, you know, pause in between each one, give it 30 seconds in between each question, and then play it back. And then you will be amazed, you know, what you hear sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, that you do get responses. Right. And And, um, I've got Fredericksburg Paranormal Research. I don't know who the person is behind it. It's just their title. They don't use their phone for EVPs. But that's, you know, that person's choice. Sometimes people can't even, unfortunately, go out and get a recorder. So I use my body cam more than I use my phone as a recorder. But sometimes people, you know, they just sometimes are financially strapped. So yeah, yeah, and but you can, um, and you know, and and sometimes I I put this on the page, uh, and I and I guess I need to do more of this type of stuff. Is 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 you can find really good recorders. Mm-hmm. Um, like the very first recorder I bought was an Olympus, and I still have it. A little handy, yeah. little tiny thing. Little, it's a great recorder. It really is, yeah. and it's got a USB connector to it. So when I was through, I could plug it right into my computer or laptop, and it would da- transfer all the files off of it, and then it would free up all the space. The um, but that Olympus only cost like like thirty nine dollars or something like that. Yeah, and it was really cheap. Yeah, I've got an Olympus. I've got two recorders. and But I did get, I mean, I was in Urbana one time. Victor and I was just taking a walk, and it was in the middle of summertime, and all I had on me was my phone recorder. And when I walked past this particular building, I just, I felt that there was an energy there. I felt the need that I needed to stop. And, and so I did. So I just sat at the picnic table in front of Marshall's Drugstore. I know that John John Stevens knows where that's at. There's little tables and chairs that she has set up in front of her pharmacy, and I just sat there, and I used the recorder in my phone, you know, on my phone, sorry, not in my phone, on my phone. And when I hit record, um, I had asked if there was anybody with us, you know, and at first I didn't hear anything, but then you could hear a faint voice say, it's cold, and it was a little girl, and it was at the stairwell where I felt the energy at. And, you know... So I've I've caught some with my phone, and I you know it's yes. I try to keep my phone out of my hand. I don't hold it when I'm recording. I actually put it down. Same thing with my body cam. Now I try to keep that down too. That way I know that my hand isn't interfering with anything on that recorder, like brushing up against it or my hand. You know you're standing there, so. It's but it's I think one of more than it's personal more preference. Than you, you know, you have your body cam going. A lot of times you have your body cam going just constant and then yeah. you have your other recorder recording stopping and starting a lot. 
uh, but yeah. your body cam is continuous, and so in case right. you miss something, or, uh, and believe me, uh, you've caught some stuff on the body cam that uh, now I'm thinking back on a couple of months ago when when you had that really good EVP. Uh, David was doing his tour, and and we were in that room, and he was talking. Yeah. And it was like a, I don't know, it was like a conversation going on, um, and we we were all there, but we didn't hear anything. And all of a sudden, you right. played that back, like, oh my gosh, that that was right. crazy. And of right, course, and that, and that, that's why I always tell people, even you know, like. It doesn't matter where I go, even doing Reiki today and doing a, re, you know, I did a um, Reiki this afternoon and there wasn't a lot of spirit that stepped out with, with that. One did, two. But just because, like in a paranormal investigation, they're not, just because they're not messing with the equipment doesn't mean they're not there because they are there. You know, David Flowers is the perfect example. I'm hoping my body cam picked it up. I put my body cam in the room where the big Christmas tree is. Well, David Flowers was doing his talk in the foyer part, and he was talking about the Lady Mary that was in the house. And in the room where the fireplace is, where the gentleman's room is, that little cigar room in the back or whatever. Anyway, the chandelier in there was flickering. It was the only lights that flickered as he was talking about the Lady Mary. So I'm hoping that at least my body cam picked up the flickering part because I had taken it off and put it on a mantle to see if I could get something different. But the lights flickered. Last time, last time I was there and I was talking to him, we were just, we were just, everything was ended. You know, I was, we, he was packing up his stuff. We were getting ready to leave, and something flew right in between us. But and the chandelier started to move, and we don't know, you know, what that was. So it's it's hard to say. So you you can have. Um cheap recorders, yeah. but if you do, it, you you can spend some money on some recorders, and you okay. get what you pay for as well. So if you do have extra money, or if you if you if you uh, kind of build up to getting something, and you've done your research, and you, and there's a particular piece of equipment or recorder and, um, that you'd like to get, uh, the the better, the nicer. Um, you yeah. probably end up getting more things. Um, that's just gonna that's gonna happen with whatever pieces of equipment. You know, the better they are, the better they're gonna the better they're gonna work, and the more evidence you're gonna get. Um, yeah, you have a I like my task other, cam. I like that too. You have a task cam too. John Sullivan said we do a lot of EVP work. You just never know what you will capture, which makes it exciting for me. It does for me too, because you don't you don't know, and you know it goes back to when people watch a lot of these shows, they're expecting things to move, pins to drop, you know, stuff to happen because they've seen that, 
And then when they get to a place and they're taking a tour and they're not seeing that, sometimes they they get disappointed with it. But then, you know, like I'm sure you have too, John, gotten home and you review your EVPs and, oh, my gosh, you got stuff there. And then, you know, people didn't see equipment lighting up or whatever, so they was disappointed, but yet you got this good piece of evidence on EVP. Yeah, I mean, the... Uh... The, the mill meters and the, and the yeah. uh, a lot of the things that light up and stuff, they may or may not light up and stuff at, while you're getting other things like EVP. Um, right. So they're not always going to detect uh, spirits being there or, or whatever they can detect, energy and and things, um, and certainly a lot of times those things will go off at the at the strangest time. And, and that happened at the manor house, and I know that David Flowers, are you still on here? We were talking about this possibly not being paranormal, but it just the REM pod lit up out of nowhere, but wouldn't stop. But that happened to me, and. It happened to me at the um, cabin on 360 in the basement, too. It just would not stop, and I had to stop it. It just wouldn't stop. It didn't do anything. Hi. It didn't do anything the whole time. <laughs> just like the um, 360, same thing. You know, it, it wasn't doing anything, and then this guy was talking to the dousing rods or trying to get the dousing rods to work and as they were working it was lighting up behind them in the in on the table in the round table room that's the name of the one room upstairs so it's just you know i don't know during the tours john sullivan said you're right during the tours at bell grove it's not active every night but we usually get something through an evp and some gear going off yeah yeah, some nights it's it's absolutely off off the chart. You know, it's um, you have some really crazy things happen as far as oh, so uh, there's all kinds of equipment. Um, there are things that will uh, you know they they put things in in teddy bears and. And stuff right. animals the boop. to maybe attract a, a, a child. The doggy, yeah. Maggie Dunn has um, all that stuff. But they have all kinds of things that go off um, uh, that, you know, if it gets near it, the light, it lights up. Um, there's all kinds of uh, trip wires and yep. motion detector things. And all of those are when when that stuff's going off, it's it's really cool. You don't necessarily yeah. have to have much going on, but when that stuff's right. going off, it's not like um, uh, Doctor Doctor Don had a uh, a good cool video of he had he had gotten with his tripwire that was I don't know it was like ten feet long. Yeah. And that thing is coming down the hallway. I mean, it's like each light is lighting up in succession. Um, and yeah. So that's really, really cool when that happens. I had the same thing happen 
with my um, my GS2, you know, uh, gadget that I that I put at the bottom of the steps at the caretaker's house, and it lights up when something enters its its sphere, and it was blue, which means it's colder. And mm-hmm. the blue dot was literally looked like it was coming down the steps. Um, oh wow! And, and so that that was that was pretty amazing. But right, there's nothing that gets your heart racing any quicker or any easier because it doesn't take any effort. It's to sit um, and do a burst session and ask mm-hmm. a lot of questions and then just play back what you get. And then some of the responses are are amazing. You know, I, um, yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's what that's what I mean. Sorry, John Sullivan said he remembered that 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 particular incident that you're talking about. So, is it safe for me to say, um, don't underestimate the paranormal? Is that a safe thing to say just because you're going to a place and sometimes equipment isn't going off doesn't mean they're not there and don't underestimate the paranormal world, you know, spirit world? Look, I have friends and and I have family Mm -hmm. that like doing ghost tours and some paranormal things, but they get bored really easily. And yeah. they are not in it like I'm in it, and they're not. They haven't done it as much, and they feel like sometimes they can. There's not a lot of stuff. Yeah, there might be an EVP or two through the whole night, through six hours, and it's not enough to bring them back. And that's perfectly right. fine. Right, and that's that's okay. Don't you think when you get the EVPs, like when I reviewed the body camera from the Manor House, and we were at that round table, and that spirit came out and said something, or at the last one where I got another EVP at, it's just, it's exciting to me and creepy at the same time to know that there was something that was beside you that said what they said in the recorder. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think you've also got to be an active participant. If you yeah. if you allow everybody else to to do all the work, you're not going to get you're not going to be able to take credit for right capturing something. Right. Um, no, that doesn't mean you have to have your own equipment. You can use somebody else's equipment. But right. I've been with kids who have captured – I've shown them how to use stuff, and they've captured EVPs. They did it on their own, and they captured it, and it, they're coming back the next time because now they're full. Whereas yeah. if, you're, if you go in, you don't even necessarily have to be skeptical. You just have to – you know, participate. I mean, you have to you have to have an active role, or you won't come back because everybody else is capturing the stuff. If you if, but if right. you go and you're just like 
Um, I, you know, I, I always think about these, this couple that came to the Exchange Hotel one night in our group, and we were having a lot of stuff going on. With this guy, with his wife, they were there because they found it interesting that these kind of things go on, that people actually go and investigate, you know, right. weirdos do kind of thing, you know. So they wanted to see what all the commotion was about. And they left like after the first hour long session. You know, they they had seen enough, they weren't gonna participate. They you know yeah, there were things that they couldn't explain, but it wasn't enough to 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 bring them in. But they were they were skeptical from the get go. So they weren't gonna be active and they weren't going to get into it and therefore they they got bored with it pretty quick and they and they'd much rather go home and get to bed early instead of stand out investigating on a Saturday night which is perfect right. well I mean but we need our skeptics though I mean I I had a person today come in that didn't really believe in Reiki and that's okay You know, I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me. I'd rather... um, I know some people that are are real skeptical, and uh, believe me, I I respect their opinion. Yeah. A lot more than some investigators. Um, But I will say this. They are not closed-minded. Right, right, right. Not anybody like yeah. There's no reason why they should even be going to these things if they're closed-minded. Right. If you're open-minded, but you happen to believe that there's a explanation behind it, that's one thing. But if you're totally closed-minded and you just, I can play EVPs for you all night long, and you're not going to. You're not going to think any any of it paranormal or exciting or, or different. Right. I see what you mean. Yeah, that's true. But we still need our skeptics. Yeah. It what it's what makes yeah. it 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 makes it interesting. Yeah, there. Um, I've known I've known people that are skeptics, but they're really good investigators. And you mm-hmm. know what? They, the more that they do it, and the more evidence that they gather, they they end up formulating some really good um, ideas about things. And, yeah. And and they're really good about um, knocking out all the things that could be causing what's happening. Right. They're the ones right. saying what you know, that person over there had their phone on. Right. Or, oh no, no, that didn't do it. Okay, well turn your phone on and I'll show you. And then sure enough it was somebody's phone was causing the thing to go off. Yeah. Hey, this skeptic is end up being right. You know not everything is paranormal. That's right. You're absolutely right. I've been in the places there. There, there's nothing there, nothing, and that's and 
they're not all paranormal. You're absolutely right about that. And Sherry said open mind and a healthy skepticism balance, I would think, and that's true. Yeah, I mean, um, mm-hmm. I will say this. I've learned some tricks that you can do to fake. So I didn't even believe that that sort of thing was being done, but I found out that there are people that do that sort of thing. Um, right. Some people do it, and they don't know they're doing it. So that's, that's the part where you a skeptic comes in, and they're able to see all the different things that it could be causing it. So right. You say, okay, well, that makes sense. Now I know why that is. Um, right. Uh, you can juice a room with a uh, with a re- with a walkie-talkie. It can make all kinds of equipment go off, and they they discovered that uh, in some of these TV shows with the uh, cameramen that have the walkie-talkies to be able to talk to the directors or producers while the show is being taped and recorded, and they actually have found that some of the cameramen who have to be there for 12 hours, makes for a very long day, and they get tired, too. Right. Um, they get they get no notoriety or, or screen time. And to make things happen so that they can move on to the next location, they will juice a room, make their walkie-talkie, press the buttons on the walkie-talkie. It doesn't make a sound, but it causes the equipment to go off. They discovered that that's what a lot of cameramen were doing. Oh, we need to have um, a we had we we have to have a show about that. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's like oh, so that kind of stuff does go on. Well, I've never thought that that would take place. And yeah, we're so naive when it comes to that kind of stuff. But it's hard not to hear some EVPs and just have a good explanation for it, especially when you know right. everybody around you get quiet. Right. That's why I started taking some of my equipment and not putting it, you know, um, you know, just setting it down, putting it on a shelf and just leaving stuff instead of having it on my person or having something clipped to my shirt. And just not touching it. Right. Right. I forgot who it was that um, we're talking about a body cam in particular. They kept, they went back and they were hearing all these sounds. It sounded creaky, like it was a, uh, they were convinced that it was a child that kept making these funny sounds. Mm hmm. It ended up being, now, when you heard it recorded, that's what it sounded like. Right. What was happening was was the person, every time they moved their arm against their sleeve, against their body, it was making this sound. Well, to hear it live, it sounded nothing like it was when it was recorded. It recorded, it came across as being a totally different sound and and kind of sounded paranormal. But all right. very valid explanation for what was being recorded was simply uh, someone's arm uh, rubbing up against the side of their own body was making the right. Thing. And the body. That's why when I 
find when I'm doing my body cam stuff too. I don't just send it to David Flowers. I send it to John Savage too, and they will download those or and put them on, you know, Audacity or whatever. I don't know what program John Savage uses, but um, and I'm and I have them break it down because I don't want to put something out there that is not a true EVP. Yeah, um, I I don't. I you know when when you go to Bell Grove or if you have a chance to investigate with John Sullivan, he does. Um, you know we do bird I'm sessions all the time. John Sullivan in the Pink Pearl. And yeah, that's yeah, where I met him at. And some some of them come are, are really good that we've gotten at Bell Grove. Uh, that I've been there with him and, and experienced. It's just been um, we've had people there that are investigating for the very first time, and um, and they, you know, they're quiet. They, they're yeah. not being. And then when he plays the back, and you get this deep voice or something like that come across. Um, it's uh, their their look on their face is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. yeah, yeah. That's not fake. I was here when it happened, and and I can attest that it uh, brings you back, makes you want to go do it again. Um, right. That's why I like the Manor House because I like it when David Flowers puts his little S seven box up with a little speaker on it. And they actually talk through this through the spirit box, and it's clear as a bell when they answer questions. It's it's so yeah. clear. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but for the most part, it's been clear. You know, until you know something is there, that place is very active. They may not mess with the equipment all the time, but they're it's active. I would love to just like stay the night there and see what happens. I think I'll hide myself in the upstairs right right, right. <laughs> it's a very active place you know but that's what i think you know is really cool and does keep people coming back don't underestimate it there's nothing bad in there i mean there's nothing like he talks about in his tour all the time there's nothing demonic there at all but don't underestimate don't underestimate the manor house you want to make sure that you're nice and grounded too. You don't want to go, you know, to any of these places, Bell Grove, Cabin on 360, Manor House, any of those places without grounding yourself, you know, just going in la 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 like nothing could happen to you because you you, you just never know. Yeah. Um You wouldn't want one of those sh- big shadow figures that I saw down in the basement at at the Brick Rancher. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, walk by you or or a, a, attack you or something like that, um, or pull on your hood or pull on your hair. Yeah, um, I mean that's what you and I got the first time when we investigated when we was over that cabin on three sixty in the basement. You know, something ran their finger up the back of my neck. Something touched him, and you know, I know that when you say something has happened, 
whether it's touching your neck, pulling your hoodie, or you seeing a dark figure, I know that that is what you saw because I know that you don't see that stuff very often. So when you saw that, you know, then I know, hey, it's there. I'm not, I'm, I'm, right. I'm not one to see a lot of stuff uh, nope. a lot of times. Now, I've, I've got really good ears. And a lot of times I can hear stuff, but um, I'm also not a person that sees in other dimensions or anything like that or sees, um, sees you know, other than with my, with my bad vision where I have to wear glasses. You know, that, so that's uh, – I always have to to make sure that I'm – uh, when I see something out of the corner of my eye, a lot of times it's just the reflection of my glasses or something like that. Um, but I am yeah. aware that things can happen like that mm-hmm. uh, because it has happened to me, and it hasn't. Right, and there, and so, and some of the other places energies change. I mean, there's been times when I have um, cabin on 360 been there. You know, everything feels light there's it just it just feels very light there and then there's other times that I've come there and it's very very heavy extremely heavy and I'm like okay who brought this here you know so the energy changes and that's what I mean you can't underestimate it we know at the manor house David says it all the time that there's you know nothing bad there there's nothing demonic there you know um but sometimes you just never know because you don't know what people bring with them either. You got people that have attachments um, too. Yeah. So you just you just you just never know. That's that that's the thing, and that's why um, people really really need to ground themselves and just you know take salt baths and stuff like that. I know people, a lot of people, you know, they'll say, well, you're laying in your own dirt when you take a bath. But on the flip side of that, you need those salt baths to to help ground and protect yourself with with certain things. And they do work. When I had that attachment this past um, week, taking a salt bath made a big difference. And I, and I probably would have been in the same condition had I not taken the salt bath. But a lot of people don't see, they don't think to do stuff like that, and they don't really think to ground themselves before they go to a place either. And it's important. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, I think it is important to go ahead and, um, you know, just to uh, cover yourself uh, when you leave a location. Tell, just you know, that you're not allowed to come. Come back yeah. with me, or um, you know, do that sort of thing, and uh, and also don't invite things to come in and to try to take you yeah. over. Um, yeah, look, I have seen that time and time. People are like, yeah, you can come and take over my soul. You know, they're not maybe verbally saying that, but they're that's the way they're acting. Yeah, I've had people. I've had people say use my energy to, you know, to communicate, and I just don't think that's a good idea. 
I think on when I did Crossroads Thursday night, I can't remember the person's name, and I haven't been able to respond to them because I can't find the comment, but they said that they are skeptic and they um, sit in a chair quite often and allow... They want to. They want to allow spirit to use their their energy because they don't believe that paranormal exists or that that could happen. And in my head, I'm like, that's really that's not very smart to do something like that. Not at all. And how do you know that that person hasn't been taken over already? You know, you just never know when you have an attachment, and they will attach themselves to you and make you sick. Yeah, I mean, there's no sense in trying to Mm-mm. invite something. No. Um, it's serious. It's, it's unfortunate people don't, some people, I'm not going to say all, it's unfortunate that some people don't take it seriously, but when they haven't met their match, they're not going to. Well, this has been fun tonight. Um uh, You've helped me get a lot of uh, built-up paranormal energy out. Um, and if I get a chance to see anybody that at St. Albans this weekend um, or at the uh, Paracon on on Saturday uh, at Hanover uh, Courthouse. Um, nice. Uh, you know, that's two events, I guess, going on this weekend there. There's some other things coming up in February, and uh, and then we're gonna, and then they're they're gonna start getting more regular, you know. With right, um, once you get into March and things like that, it, it gets it, uh, things start happening, and weather doesn't affect some of these events. Last year we had COVID and everything else that kept shutting stuff down. Um, right. You know, hopefully that won't be the case this year, but uh, you know, we, yeah, we need to also make sure that we're not having any bad weather. Not. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully not. But, yeah, I didn't realize what time it is. Goodness gracious. Yeah, we'll, it's past uh, bed. We'll, have, we'll do this again in another few weeks, and hopefully uh, – I will have some good stories, um, and hopefully you will have some as well, and and uh, and we can um, share, share our war stories, or things that yes. happen. And hopefully, uh, I can get Bell Grove here uh, soon, and also uh, down to the Manor House, um, yep. and various other places. So, That's right. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure. Everybody yes, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Thank you. Want to see? Want to see everybody again soon? So we'll get together as soon as this, uh, you know, this winter gets gets out of here. Yep. We'll uh, we'll all get together again. So, uh, yes. Most definitely. All right. Thanks for tuning in. All right. We'll see everybody. Thank you all again. Thank you. (laughs) All right.